0: What an awesome day we've had, eh? (laughs) Who was here this morning? Wow. Just so, so powerful. So powerful what he's doing. And it's just, the whole thing is tying in together so beautifully because he is showing us a picture of who he sees us and what he's building. And the, the power of the sight of it is one of the things that propels us to go after and to submit to his ways. If we don't see it, we don't participate in it. Um, we, we end up flaying around in a very... Sort of unintentional way, but there's very strong, clear purpose and intent in, in Father's heart. And the beautiful thing that, that we're going to see tonight and we've seen in the previous times at banquet is this one purpose. And everything is aligned to the one purpose. And, um, the way God builds is so perfect; it's not, it's not um, something that any any person could have conjured up, and it, it can't be, it can't be replicated. It really can't be replicated by man, um, This this true work of of God building His church, building His bride, preparing her. Um, so tonight, as you know, we're going to be looking at the role of the teacher. So the fivefold um what we've been looking at is the fivefold gifting that's described in um Ephesians 4 and um before we go in I just want to recap a few things like that but it really struck me um in John 16:7 when Jesus told his disciples that it was to their advantage that he leave why so that the Holy Spirit could come, right? So right there, we've got a, a sort of like a, that doesn't make sense in the natural. But when he ascended, it says he gave gifts to man. And so not only did he send the Holy Spirit when he ascended, but he actually gave out grace giftings. Okay, they were manifestations of Himself. So we need to understand that Jesus Himself is all of the five. Okay, He's the apostle, He's the teacher. Sorry, He's the Apostle, He's the Prophet, He's the Teacher, He's the Pastor, He's the Evangelist. In fact, He's the manifestation of all the giftings, the miracles, the working, the service, acts of service, all of the things that we ever see. It's Christ, and it always, always is meant to be Christ. <laughs> so when, when Jesus ascended, he sent both the Holy Spirit and he gave out gifts. So we've got to ask ourselves, we understand that he gave the Holy Spirit, But don't you think it's just as important that we understand he gave the gifts? Yes. (laughs) It's his way, right? And just as he said, it's to your advantage that I go that the Holy Spirit comes. It's also to our advantage to understand his ways, yeah? So that we can receive the gifts. If we don't receive the gifts, we can't be built the way he wants us to be built. It's quite simple. So that's why these nights are not just something that we learn about. They can't be something that we just learn about. If there's something that we just learn about and it doesn't change us, then it's not Christ in us, the hope of glory, is it? But this is him. This is the revealed position of Christ. And so it's really important that we listen with those ears. Don't listen with the ears that, oh, it's that, and it's that, and it's that. Have have a hunger to hear what the Spirit is going to speak into your heart, because the more and more I get into all of this stuff, there's more that he's revealing, and the wonder of it is blowing me away, completely blowing me away, what his intent is. And I'm sure it's there for us, it's to blow us all away, so that we will Be in awe, in awe and in reverence. Submit ourselves to what it is that he is revealing. Both the Holy Spirit and the grace gifts are his bountiful bountiful provision for us as his church. They're manifestations of his grace. And by that I mean... The capacity and ability due to the grace of God. Okay, there's a capacity and ability given. That's why it's called a grace gift. Okay, it's not, sometimes we get a bit, um, we don't understand this word grace, and it has several meanings, but it's in this respect, it's a capacity and ability that Christ himself had Okay, as the apostle, as the preacher, as the as the prophet, rather as the teacher, etc, the apostles and prophets, as we've found out in first corinthians twelve twenty eight and Ephesians two nineteen to twenty two are foundational gifts. And you can go back over these notes, and can I encourage you if you weren't at all of the the apostle and the prophet? Evenings do get the notes and do listen online because like I say, we need to take this as seriously as receiving the Holy Spirit. you know this this is this is the way he builds and unless we come in alignment with that, we're not going to experience the fullness of what he is wanting to build. Um, so. They are sent, so the apostles and prophets are sent by God to continue to declare God's eternal purpose for the church, that heavenly call to be Christ's bride and reign with him in the millennial reign. Because of this living reality they carry and deliver, the subsequent building of the church is set aligned to the right end goal. Okay? So if we don't have that, as our foundation, we are possibly going to be sent to a man made end goal. So it is potentially quite possible and experientially we can see that there are other end goals that have been set because there have been a lack of these giftings causing the the right flow and the right end goal to be um, put before the people as a download from God so that the whole direction is going in one direction, right? The gifts are for the equipping, okay? that That's sometimes meant as perfecting or putting right, and it was used for setting broken bones and mending nets. So these gifts are very important for us because we need to be set right, okay? We need to be set into alignment the way that God sees things. What does it say? God's ways are not our ways, our ways are not God's ways. So when we're born again, we don't just automatically know God's ways. Otherwise, we wouldn't have to have our minds Um, renewed, would we? We wouldn't be transformed by the renewing of our minds if we already had the mind of Christ in us. Okay, It's a process and the process is aligned to the purpose of God through these giftings. So God's plan for us as as church is to become the genuine representation of Christ here and now. So that's why everything of growth comes out of the revelation of Christ, or what Paul calls the true knowledge of the Son of God. The true knowledge of the Son of God. Ephesians 4.13 Its goal is a mature body, a people who express the stature of the fullness of Christ. If we would just soak in these words and meditate on them, they will change your life. This is the goal. These gifts are designed to release every man, woman, and child in his household into the power of Christ within, supplying the rest of the household that is what the word working means, Jo the power of Christ. So this is all in this passage in Ephesians 4. So we, what is in us is Christ. And the, the power of Christ in us, in each one of us, is to be built up and is to start supplying, okay, in alignment with the one goal. This is the most incredible thing to me out of that passage that we are designed to be the body that literally builds itself up in love as every joint supplies. This is phenomenal. There isn't anything in all of creation that holds a candle to this. We are like, if you like, God's piece de resistance, his masterpiece, or as Mel spoke to us a few weeks ago, his poem, his workmanship. There is nothing in all of creation that is like us the church. And you know what he says in Ephesians three ten? The purpose is to make known the manifold wisdom of God to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This is not just oh that looks cool. <laughs> we have we have a purpose that is way beyond we We haven't even seen these rulers and authorities in heavenly places. And yet his purpose is to make known the manifold wisdom that he himself is by the working of himself in us, the way he forms us. Because it can't be done any other way but by the way of God in us, the Holy Spirit working in us and forming himself forming Christ in us as one, not just as one person, as one being, as one organism, one living organism that lives on the earth. Pretty amazing, eh? So specifically, the role of the teacher is... One of the appointed roles, it says in First Corinthians 12, it's listed third. And the reason um, that it's listed first third is obvious because the other two are the foundational gifts, aren't they? Yeah? So the teacher, like every other gift, can only function when it's flowing under and with the apostle and the prophet. It, it can try functioning outside of that, but it won't have the power and the gift, the, the manifestation of Christ the way it's designed to because it will be going to a different end goal probably. And there's many examples of that in Jesus' day and in present day where teachers have gone a different way. won't go into that today. But this gift is primarily given to take what's received from these two foundational gifts and work with them to deliver the right food in season to the household of faith. It's a little bit like, um, you know, birds, how they feed their young. Wow, okay, which line? The gift is primarily oh sorry, um yes. The gift is primarily given to take what is received forgot, thank you, Chris. Through these two foundational gifts and work with them to deliver the right food in season to the household of faith. Sure. I am doing the notes now, sorry. I haven't done this before. Right, so the the, the beginning of that paragraph is, the teacher, like all the other gifts, only functions in accordance to God's design when it is flowing under and with the apostle and prophet. (laughs) Great. So, So there's a breaking down of of what has been delivered and breaking it down into bite-sized pieces, if you like, yeah? And, and bringing it in such a way that people at different stages in their walk can um, digest it, just like, you know, mum and dad bird will partly digest things and then regurgitate them, okay? Now, obviously... They are not going to do that for the rest of the baby's life. Okay, so the teacher gift is not, it's not there to be there forever to baby feed everything. Yeah? It's to cause growth so that there's a, um, a taste for the food for a start, and then there's a teaching that the teacher does to teach how to, um, how to Grab the food yourself. Yeah, how to feed yourself. the The teacher is. You, we see this in Jesus. Um, he taught so much, and he taught in so many different ways. If you think of um, the parables, the number of parables that he used, so he taught in specific ways to to illustrate the same thing but from so many different angles and that's that's part of what a teacher will do. They're not afraid of repetition. Never afraid of repetition. Repetition goes and, and, and it's part of teaching. So it, it will be, that's why here, we you are hearing the same thing over and over and over because he wants us to get it. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to learn it. He wants us to get it and live it. So he will keep feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding until the lives are changed and they're showing the result of the food that we've just consumed and that has become part of us and now we're living from it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that, that's one of the reasons why there are various ones in this community who, who will teach. Because they're all going to come from different angles and different stances, and they're going to be delivering the same message, but from a different angle, so that everybody can feed. I love that the, I was thinking about this um, over the last wee while, how Jesus, when he spoke to Peter after the resurrection, and he was saying, do you love me, Peter? You know, over and over, three times, you know, do you love me more than these? And it was all tied up with feeding his sheep. You know, Jesus had fed. He had fed his disciples. He had fed the, the people that were following him. I'm not talking about the bread. They, they, that was an illustration of him feeding himself to them that they would start to see and feed off him, Jesus himself. And so when he was having this interaction with with um, Peter, I just love the fact that it is so clear that feeding the sheep and the lambs is tied up with, do you love me? So a teacher is, is not going to be feeding from any other stance than the love that they have for God and the love that they have for the church, there is no other place to come from, and and that's why there's a feeding of lambs. You know, the little ones need slightly different food to the to the sheep, and a, a teacher is going to be perceptive to what the needs of those people are and where they're at. Always with the end goal that we're maturing and coming to the fullness of a place. Yeah, it's it's powerful, powerful stuff. There's a weighty responsibility. Now, this is, as with all the gifts God gives, there is weighty responsibility. That's the word there. And accountability to God to use them. Hmm. To use them. and to use them how he directs. So you're going to be hearing a little bit more through this time about us all being teachers, yeah? And and some have got a gift that and they're asked to 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 teach in a, a wider sphere, but we are always teaching each other, aren't we? And we're always sharing of what God has done in our lives. So in every situation, it's like in, in your discipleship group, are you participating? Are you giving of what he's given you? Because that is, that is part of our, you know, who we are now. We actually don't belong to us. We belong to one another. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it, how he does that. Um, there are dire consequences for the wrong... Use of authority given by God. So we see this in the parables of the miners, M I N A S, if you need that, in Luke 19, 11 to 27. We also see it in the parable of the faithful and evil servant in Matthew 24, 45 to 51. So faithful and evil servant. (laughs) I just want to read from that one because um, this is something that God's really laid on my heart. Who then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household? There's that word again, Sam. To give them their food at the proper time. His master put them in charge. Yeah? For a purpose. Blessed is the slave whom his master finds so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. And then it says, if, the evil, if that evil slave says in his heart, my master is not coming for a long time and begins to beat his fellow slaves and eat and drink with drunk, drunkards, it doesn't sound like love to me, the master of that slave will come on a day when he does not expect them and at an hour which he does not know and we'll cut him in pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's pretty hardcore, isn't it? The hypocrites is the bit that you need to be looking at. Hmm. But the thing that that I've really had on my heart, because I had a, and I think um, Greg Pulled this out, but I had a very clear um, picture um, some time ago of a household. So it was a it was a building, a house, and there were um, there was food that was being supplied to this house, and then there were some that were out by the back door getting in takeaways, and and it was like. Why are they getting takeaways when there's food that's supplied? Good food. You know We're going to talk about that in a minute. So back to our, our um filling in bits. In both <laughs> in both parables we see it is God who gives the gifts. God who gives. And he also gives the responsibility or assign- assignment. In the latter one, we can see he has put certain people in charge over his household. We are his household. and task them with their proper feeding. Give them their food at the proper time. So there is as a an outworking of this that that we live day by day at the rock in that we are seeking God for the proper food. So we seek God as an eldership. Greg is seeking God, Is we are all seeking God for what is the proper food at the proper time. So it's in alignment with the eternal purpose that he has revealed. And then it, the decisions are made, so who's the best ones to give the proper food at the proper time? So let's go back to this ability to receive that I alluded to before. As members of this household at The Rock, so cool what um, Sam brought today. It is vital that we receive the food that is being given us. If we truly understand his way, of building and submit to those gifts he has given us here, we will be enabled to receive the full richness of the food being given. Did everyone get that? If we close our hearts to those he has given us. We close our hearts to those he has given us. Or value food we can find elsewhere. Sorry, this is, this is pretty serious. <laughs> say on the internet, etc., more than what he is providing for us here, we can't be built the way he's designed. Now, that's not just me saying it because it's a great thing, I'm not even getting paid to say it. It's because it's God's way. You know, when we say seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, his righteousness is his ways. His kingdom is his way of ruling and reigning. So fundamentally, we have to examine, are we receiving what he has given us? And are we feeding from that source? Or are we, are we for one, whatever reason, really suspicious about what we're getting? And if that's the case, that's okay, but let's talk about it, yeah? And walk together in that so that maybe there might be some things that need to be overcome, In order for for us all to be able to receive. But we, we shouldn't just close our heart. Because if we close our heart, we're not going to move from a place of entanglement and fear into a place of freedom. And that is what he's wanting for us. And we need to be able to walk together. That's why this whole thing is love if if it wasn't love we wouldn't ever be able to bring those things into the open would we but the beautiful thing about the way he builds is that it is in love and so wherever we're at and whether we've got some sort of like oh, i don't know about this food i don't know whether i trust it you know let's talk and let's walk with each other because the 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 design of God is that we would be fed, and that we would be built, and that we would become what He has told us He's got in mind, His way. So it does take trust, but it, it mostly it takes believing what He's said, you know. But it's the walking together in in all this that's really, really important. So the Holy Spirit is known as our teacher isn't he he's revealed that way amongst many other things isn't it incredible that god has given us his holy spirit have you actually stopped and wondered what would have happened if he hadn't what what he has invested in us Proverbs one twenty three, the one who will make God's words known to us. And <clears throat> Isaiah eleven two calls him the spirit of wisdom. Understanding. Counsel. S E L if anyone's wondering. Strength, knowledge. And the fear of the Lord. Ephesians one seventeen. You, I bet you know this. How about you yell it out? Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Awesome. In the true knowledge of Him. There it is again. First Corinthians two nine to twelve. You can read that um, at home, but it's pretty much He reveals. What has been freely given us by God? Freely given us by God, interpreting spiritual truths in spiritual words. John 16, 13, 14, he leads us us into all truth. (laughs) Such a big little word. Hmm. By taking from what is Christ's and showing it to us, John fourteen twenty six. Who knows what it's the blank is? He teaches us all things. So it's very clear that Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to be our teacher, both directly and also through the fivefold, which is just a name for these five gifts that we're looking at. Sometimes they're called the ascension gifts, but they're they're building, equipping Gifts that God's given. Mm. Make the hand move. (laughs) The Holy Spirit and the teacher both have one purpose. So like every believer, the apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, and evangelists are totally reliant on the Holy Spirit to reveal Christ. And His ways. See, if we're about just learning knowledge, we can do that without Him. Mm-hmm. And if we build, and this this is something that you you will probably hear a bit more about next week. But if we build on knowledge, not the revelation by the Holy Spirit, then um, what does it say about knowledge? Knowledge puffs up, yeah, and you get this thing that looks outwardly clean, but inwardly it's dead, dead bones, dead bones, like whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones, no life, no reality of Christ. And that's the last thing we want. So the teachers can only teach with authority and without hypocrisy. That's saying one thing and doing something else or being something else, not having the evidence of what you're preaching when that word is producing genuine life in them. So they said of Jesus that he, he teaches as one with authority. It was because the other teachers of the day were the whitewashed tombs that had dead men's bones in them. So there was no authority because there was no life the evidence of what they were saying was not actually coming out of them. Yeah? This is the genuine work of transformation and sanctification that God wants happening in us all. It is the only way of coming into the life of God within us so teachers as with anybody and I'm not just talking about the fivefold I'm talking about us all none of us can can bring anything that is going to produce eternal fruit without having the the word doing its work in us and that's the beautiful thing, because no one can boast. How can, how, how can you boast of something that someone else has done? How can you boast about a gift? Huh? Like if you've been given it, how could you boast about it? It starts by receiving the word of the gospel, which is the incorruptible seed ...of an indestructible life. It is the seed of himself. And God's purpose and intent in planting it in us... ...is that it grow to full maturity... ...and bear much fruit. So that's the whole intent... He places the seed of himself inside us. You know, we see this in the parable of the seed, and there's some references there, Matthew 3, Mark 4, Luke 8. Very, very significant when you get it coming in three of the Gospels. It is, I would say, the foundational parable. We've spoken about that in the past. He plants himself in us. And there's an expectation of something. the way we treasure the seed we've been given determines whether it grows. So when you think about the the parable of the seed in those different soils, there is a neglect, isn't there? But if the seed is like your pearl of great price and you have sold everything and that you that is, that is the whole reason why you're here, to have the seed grow and to become the, in the fullness together of what he's called us to be, then it grows. But outside of that, that heart posture and that, that placement of our life in submission to his work, it can't grow. It's just going to stay as a, as a little immature seed. It's, it's quite stunning the way he's done it. If we seek first our king and his kingdom, which is now growing within us. And his righteousness, which are his ways, his spirit reveals all things. And we grow up in every aspect into Christ and his fullness. If he is not our first love and we don't seek these things, the seed remains immature. And we don't experience all he intends for us. So we're the losers, yeah? But actually the body loses out too, yeah? So I just want to end with some characteristics of teachers that are functioning in this this blueprint that, that God has given because there's specific things that, that set the teacher apart in this way and they're the same characteristics actually for the other gifts, really. <laughs> they love God with everything and they love his church. This love motivates them to lay their lives down This love motivates them to lay their lives down so that the church can be built up. See, when you get a picture of what he's building, you so much want that it happen, that it happens the way God designed. Because you see this incredible that is greater than anything in all creation, that is glorifying God and reflecting who he is, and you know that you just submit yourself to that, to, to be used amongst everybody else, that that would happen. So you, you're not trusting in anything but the fact that he's designed it and he's He has got a way of of it happening. So you submit yourself under that, and this beautiful work of love happens, of life. It's incredible. They are themselves submitted to God and his ways and therefore happily submit to and serve the other fivefold gifts. There is true humility and engagement with the processes of God. There is true humility and engagement with the processes of God in their life. And they can testify to his life changing them. I love how Greg has been very clear to To speak to those who teach, to not teach anything that you don't have a living witness, you don't have a living testimony of that in your life, because otherwise it becomes this theory thing, and and theory is dead. It it is. It's like it's like the empty tomb, a whole lot of theory. You know, it's not a living reality, and it. It might be a living reality to someone else, but if if someone's teaching it, it needs to come from the living reality in them. Um, It's just so clear. They don't teach from learned knowledge, but instead from a revealed, living, and experiential knowledge of Christ and his ways. It's a big key change. I think Chris and I have really, we've, we've ourselves had that just like that's had to be really revealed to us, because we haven't necessarily had that in our background. But the the difference is supreme. It's 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 like an, a different realm, a different world entirely. And instead of quoting so-and-so, so-and-so said this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da and trying to learn what so-and-so said so that you can be knowledgeable to give out to someone else. It's not like that. It's like allow the word to do its work in you and then you have your own testimony and when you're speaking, it's life. You're not just quoting someone else. It might be revealed to someone else, but if it's not revealed to you, then it's dead when it comes out. He wants us all living in that. That's what this every single part, every joint supplying is about, that we all are are living out of the reality of him in us. And so when we're supplying, we're supplying the life of God. We're supplying the love of God, that it's been revealed in us by the power of God. It's not any other way. We're not just trying to do a good thing they don't draw people to themselves but to Christ who does the work they use words taught by the spirit and not by those uh, <clears throat> not those taught by human wisdom this is a really key one Human wisdom is tied up in many, many patterns of the world. And this is something that um, he's just been revealing to me more and more and more, that his church have been tied up in the patterns of the world. And, and he says quite specifically not to be conformed to the patterns of the world. So we have to be very careful where our source is, Yeah. They are passionate about the living word of Christ. It is the only thing that can change, transform us. And they're also passionate about individual believers maturing in their ability to feed off Christ, the bread of heaven, for themselves. Paul says in Corinthians you know you you should be all teachers by now interesting isn't it it might not be the appointed gift of teacher he's talking there but there is this maturing that comes that that then allows you to be able to teach in whatever environment so let's let's just spend some time looking at those questions. Um, and digging into it and I would um, I'd really like to encourage you to get into those scriptures even the the whole thing the Ephesians 4 one again and and dig 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 and ask him to reveal what it is that he's 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 building yeah for yourselves okay so you really get a revelation of that yourself thank you guys